noon hour is here. Check it out. And you're locked on to Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio station. It's my station. It's my station. This is, this is, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Welcome on in, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. It would be nice to get a heads up, Lloyd, that we're on the air. <laughs> uh, My bad. Sorry about that. Because 12.04 is not enough heads up for us. Dang it, Lloyd. Come on. Um, we had an opportunity to just to see a couple of our, our current co-workers. Well, Who are bosses, apparently like, not pirates. our current co-workers anymore. Yeah, one of them's already a client. Scott and Todd are the best, man. I know. I, I love those guys and uh, excited to continue to work with them in a different format. People need to understand that the the radio world, like the media world, is such a fickle, fluid, all over the place. Like, Scotty, you and I are so lucky to uh, have been in this business as long as we've been in it. I feel incredibly grateful, absolutely grateful, to be able to be hanging in there. Look, not only doing radio with two of my best friends on the planet, but also to be able to do it as long as we've been able to do it. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, we're coming up on 10 years in May. I know. 10 freaking years, man. It went by in the blink of an eye. And I still remember where we were on our very first remote, very first show. Yeah. I believe we're on remote on our yeah. very first show. Yeah. Hawking at, vinyl fences. At a vinyl place. Yeah. And it's just crazy. 10 years. You know, we've watched our kids now grow up. I've I've watched one of yours get married. You've watched a couple of mine head off to college and- they were just babies, I know. little, and so this world is pretty incredible. And to be able to watch you like out there calling this Utah State game, and what's your passion? And you're in Fresno, and these crazy games. Like this year's basketball team is the equivalent to the um, the crazy Aggies football team of 2021, was yeah, it? Yeah, Blake Anderson's first year. Blake Anderson's first yeah, year. That there's, was just there's some similarities for wild. sure. Wild. Like like the UNLV game, the Boise State game last night in Fresno, where frankly, and let's just be honest, and and I'll say this publicly because Danny Sprinkle said it in the postgame, they had no business winning that game. Yeah, yeah. They had no business winning that game. And he goes, like, I feel bad. He said, flat out, he goes, I feel bad for Fresno because that coach is probably getting fired at the end of the year. Oh. And he's dealt with injuries, and he's dealing with a crazy game where they did everything right, and Darius Brown just banks in a three to send it into overtime, and then Utah State wins an OT. I can't believe that. Because I looked up, and I looked up and it was it was at a three point deficit with eighteen twenty seconds left. Well, they were well no they were 
with eight seconds left. Guy made two free throws to push it to a three-point game. Fresno got it to a four-point game with about a minute left, and then it kind of hovered around, uh, and then Fresno led by two. Um, uh, Mason Falslev got fouled, missed the first free throw, made the second, so made it a one-point game. Then Fresno made both free throws. Utah with, with eight seconds left. They inbound it to Darius Brown. Fresno doesn't foul, which, by the way, all you junior jazzes, jazz kids out there, you foul up three. When you're up three with under six seconds left, you always foul. And I think Fresno State tried to. Great Osibor set a really great high screen to give Darius Brown a little bit of space. And when he saw that space, he just hoisted up the three uh, and banked it in. And and now and they went into OT and won the game in overtime. Crushed in overtime. 12 to 8. Yeah. Just, but I mean, just a. But the banker must have been nuts. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't, yeah. Where did he launch it from? Uh, it was about three or four feet behind the line. I'll show you the, the was highlight. It, was it a runner or did he set his feet? Uh, you could tell, and I talked to him in the post game. you could tell he wanted to get it off quickly because he knew the foul was going to come. And he. Uh, so he, he wanted to draw And the so three. he wanted to get it out there. And frankly, foul. probably could have got an end one too because i think they fouled him on the way down too oh my gosh now that would have been crazy to end in regulation with the three in the end one (laughs) that would have been right up there with that weird game in unlv well Um, but hey look the the crazy season continues on and it was just i mean just a your trip okay what time did you get home last night uh you mean this morning uh i had a flight at 6 a.m okay so, so you got to go close your eyes for a minute. Nah, I didn't. Up about three thirty, four o'clock. Oh, 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 yeah. So, okay, here, let me show you the let me show you the highlight here. This is uh, this is a game. Before. What time did you get up to head to the airport? Uh, I had a wake up call at four a.m. Okay. So here is. Okay. That's Brown just bringing it down in yep. possession. Oh, oh, he did. He had the pump and then the jump. And knock that down. Oh, look at Fresno's players. Because they've been dealing with it, haven't they? Oh, yeah. They're wearing that shot. They felt like they had this thing at home. And you're right, Banks right off the, the middle of the square and finds the basket. Once it went to overtime, did you know? Uh, Or did you still think? No, oh. I still felt like, well, their best player, Isaiah Hill, fouled out with like a minute left or a minute into overtime. And then when he fouled out, it's like, okay, I think I think they'll, they'll probably be okay here. But even then, like it well, here's the thing. It was a tie game with 40 seconds left in 40 seconds left in overtime and Darius Brown hit another 3 to put him up 3. Oh man. And so, yeah, I mean, it was it was still a back and forth game. Uh not pretty. It was an ugly game. Let's just be honest. It, Utah State did not play well. Uh, but found a way to win. Great Osibor is going to join us coming up here in about 20 minutes, too. 21 points, 11 rebounds, played 41 minutes last night, and he's still going to join us. Yeah. At a guy. At a guy. How are you doing? You doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing great, man. It was uh, – what a wild night of basketball. Oh, my gosh, I started yeah. things off with the Jazz and sat there all doom and gloom, and I was like, geez, that's some of the most sloppy, ugly – non-enjoyable basketball and then you flip over and you're watching BYU Kansas and you're like oh wait a second basketball can be fun (laughs) basketball can be fun and then Utah State was obviously the nightcap but it was it was kind of a crazy night of 
roller coaster basketball. Well, we'll we'll get let's get to it, shall we? Um, and and full disclosure here, uh, I've got the game on the DVR, the BYU game. I will watch it in its entirety. I did get the whole clip up version of it with the highlights and stuff like that. Uh, but you know the late game last night for Utah State, the early travel this morning. I've not watched that game in its entirety, but I did get through. You know the. Uh, Thank goodness for the uh, YouTube highlight packages, I know. man. The, the clip, those eight-minute clips are, yeah. are great. Shows you about every major shot. But yeah. I actually want to, uh, I want to approach this game from kind of a different angle, and so let's jump into it. Let's do it. Starting lineup right now. This is Hanson Scotty G. Let's go. The lineup is set, and it's time to kick off the show with the biggest topic of the day. This is the starting lineup on 97.5, the KSL Sports Song. I think it's special because we all have such deep respect for this program and this venue, this arena and this team and this coach uh, and these players. It's all-time Mecca. And so I think really what makes it most special for me is, you know, we're, we, we talk all the time about faith in our program. It's certainly it's an uh, important part of our university. And watching our guys' faith in each other tonight and their faith kind of in the process. You know, we didn't shoot the ball well in the first half and we didn't shoot the ball well start, to start the second half. But their faith in their ability and their work, and then uh, I just thought it was really special to watch. So BYU pulls off the upset, an iconic win in the Mark Pope era at BYU. You go in to one of the most iconic venues in all of college basketball, a place that, frankly, they just don't lose. Kansas in that uh, Allen mm. Fieldhouse do not no. lose games. They don't. Have not lost one this year. And there was a moment where BYU looked like they were going to get run. And they reeled Kansas right back in. And big play after big play down the stretch, BYU pulls off the upset. I've, I've got so many different directions I want to go with this. Um, yeah, the the home record, I was looking at it, it was over – 2,000 days since they had lost to an unranked conference opponent in that arena. Like, you go and look at all the records that they've got on that home court, and it's astounding. And that can be overwhelming. And, you know, Scotty, I didn't give BYU a lot of chance. No, I didn't To, at to all. go in and win this game. No, zero. And a lot of it had to do with the mystique of that arena. Yes. You know, we had Greg Rebell on yesterday, and – you and Greg were oohing and on over that arena and its pageantry and its history. And I was listening to Greg, who he's not an easy man to impress or stir or I wouldn't say interest because he's interested in everything. But I could hear it in his voice like, uh, yeah, this is this is exciting. I could hear it in your voice. The same happens with with players. You know, when you're walking onto a field that you've known for years when we went to Alabama and you know we're, we're looking up on the big board and they've got this massive elephant that's blowing fire out of its trunk and it's it was like you're gonna say something else there for a second no it's it, it was a five mile stretch of road that's a, a two-lane highway everybody's off the side of road and and cops are leading us in and you're, you're just caught in this moment like holy cow the great Bryant and everything that's happened here and holy cow and and sometimes it's overwhelming and sometimes it's hard to blink that out of your mind to get yourself going. And it that's kind of how it was for BYU. And at BYU, whatever they were down, like six points, seven points at the half, like that was an understandable half of basketball. It made some sense. 
And I was thinking, you know, it's okay for them at this point to put it in cruise control. Maybe suffer a six to eight point loss. That'd be a, that'd be a nice, you know. Hey, you kept it close, and yeah. it wasn't a complete blowout. But right there at the back end, four or five minutes left, BYU shifts it into gear, starts knocking down threes, and you're like, oh, oh, oh geez, this is going differently. Yeah. So I told you I wanted to approach this from kind of a, a different angle, and I know you've got a lot of respect for Bill Self. At, oh yeah, at least for what he's done record wise. Absolutely, yeah. I think. Scotty, don't quote me on this. I think that's his 21st season as the head coach of Kansas. 20th or 21st season as the head coach of Kansas. He's been there forever. Yeah. He's got a, a 802 and 239 record. He's got he he wins nearly 80% of his games. He's an incredible coach. Been, I have a lot of respect for him. He's been guy. the head coach of Kansas since 2004 when he took over for Roy Williams. So, so I guess this would be maybe his 19th, 20th season? The fewest amount of wins he's ever had was, the, uh, was when he had 21 wins in uh, that COVID year. Other than that, it's either 23 or 24 at a bare minimum. He's got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9... 10, 30-plus win seasons. He's got 16 Big 12 regular season championships, eight Big 12 tournament championships. And, and the reason Scotty and I are kind of setting this up, I want you I, – I, I pulled a couple of cuts. I listened to Coach Pope, and I thought that he was great, represented BYU in a lot of things. But there's something unique about sitting there and listening to Bill Self. And, and this is – Really interesting to me, as I've sat in many media, media circles and and watched different people handle coaches, I want you to listen to this because in each of these three cuts, and, and I'll set each of them up as we kind of go along, in each of these three cuts, you can hear the media is trying to give him an out. Yeah. And Bill's not taking it. And I think it's really interesting, and I think it's very telling, not just about Bill's self, but it's telling about how this game went. And how he feels about BYU. Because, you know, as a media member, you are trying to deliver an out or at least an acceptable conversation that a coach isn't going to bash you over the head with. Like, why are you going to come at me that way? Because everybody kind of sits there like, oh, just don't don't attack me. But I want to start with this. So it's going to start with the, the question. Kevin McCullough was not on the court for Kansas. And he is a 20-point-a-night guy. They've got two 20-point-a-night guys. One's their center and one's McCuller. And I want you to listen to the question and then listen to how Bill Self handles it. I, I am a huge fan after listening to this conversation. Drip your Billy ball on your shirt and your chocolate steak on your shirt. Bill, how difficult are those moments in a close game like that when you don't have Kevin on the floor? And how are you preparing this team with the possibility he may not return? Well, this is, you know, we're just doing it. We're preparing like he won't, you know. Uh, uh, but this is who this is who we are. When we're good, we're pretty good. And when we're not, we're not. And, you know, the thing about it, we like we played pitifully tonight. But when I say we played pitifully, that's also 
can't give the appearance that I'm taking something away from BYU. BYU was better than us tonight. I mean, the, the second half, after we got up 12, the second half, they controlled it. And we hoped to score, and they actually ran offense to score. So, so uh, uh, you know, give them credit. They caused us to look bad, and, 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 and they were successful. Uh, uh, but, but, you know, it'll help if, if we had our – you know, had Kevin back, but you know, we, we've been dealing with this for for about nah, I'd say five weeks, where he hasn't been himself from a health standpoint. Even when he played, he wasn't himself, and so so uh, you know, we we we're not counting on it. We hope it could happen, but we're certainly not banking on it. I like the fact that he's like, look, we played pitifully, but you know what? That's not us playing pitifully on our own. It's the fact that BYU made us play in a pitiful manner and i think that's high praise and deservedly so he could have said yeah it's it was kind of an impossible task without mccullough going into the game and and let's be honest that's a huge loss for kansas it's a monstrous loss for kansas but as he mentioned it's been kind of a five-week process not now it hasn't been him off the court for five weeks but them dealing with different issues with mccullough over the five weeks but it is a loss no question so this next one I thought was fascinating because <laughs> this media member kind of goes into this question like, yeah, so chucking up the threes. I want you to listen how Bill Self handles this media question, kind of going into it like, well, I guess if you're going to throw up the threes and hit, then they're going to win. How frustrating is it preparing for a team like this? No one exactly, I mean, you know what they're going to do. And- what do you mean? I mean, like the, the three, you know, they're going to come in. Well, you know, there's there's actually a, a scheme behind shooting the three. They don't come in and just shoot three. So, so you know, they're, they, you know, they're, they're, they're uh, uh, offense that they ran to do that and, and, and how they set up the ball screens and angles to force whatever you're going to do. There's a strategy behind it. So it, it's not like, uh, 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 I, I would say, when you look at most teams, when you scout them, you pretty much know by this time of the year what most teams are going to do. Uh, um, we knew that I, – I said they'd shoot 35 threes. They didn't. They only shot 34. Uh, I said if they made 12 or 13, then it would be hard because we only average making five a game. So, so you know, we got to score 30 points from behind the arc. But they didn't shoot the ball particularly well. You know they're 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 capable of making 17 out of 34, and but they did shoot it well late, and, and they had a uh, uh, you know some guys step up and make some shots. But our switches weren't good. Our our our, our scout report defense wasn't good. But even with that being said, we're going to screw up. You got to make your free throws. You got to be able to score in tight. You got to do some things when you don't shoot a lot of threes, and we didn't do that very well at all. All right, so I think that's fascinating, and he's spot on because up until I called games for Utah State under Ryan Odom I may have fallen under that guy's that question the question mm-hmm. thought of like well th- this team's just full of chuckers uh Ryan Odom at Utah State ran a system very similar to what Mark Pope's employing now at BYU where you go five out everybody can shoot the threes uh it is a point of emphasis for your team and and you play off of the ability to shoot threes, which will also then lead to you getting good looks. And I thought Greg described this very well, 
because I think you, you know, we, we talked about like, well, you know what, if the threes aren't falling, what can you do to adjust? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, you adjust because you have the threat of making threes and then you get good looks at the rim, which BYU shoots a good percentage from two because they play off of the two. A lot of teams play inside out. BYU schematically is playing outside in. And it's a new European, when I want to say new, I mean, it's everybody's doing it now, it seems like. But it's that European five-out offense that is all the rage right now in college and now into the NBA as well. And it works, especially when you have shooters. And Bill Self's like, look, this isn't a bunch of dudes out there just cranking threes coming down midcourt and just taking the first shot available. This is a There's schematic. A lot that goes into it. Yes, there is a lot schematically to going into what BYU does from an offensive standpoint. And when you really look at it and you really analyze how they get those looks and the amount of motion that they run to get those looks, and then what, when you do get those looks, what you can play off of that to get you good looks from two, it's a really really intricate and really detailed and hard to scout offense. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, so I'm glad you kind of set that up because that actually goes into the third and final cut, Scotty. And I, there's, there's a couple of things I find fascinating in this cut from Bill Self. This is good stuff though, isn't it? Oh, it's great. Yeah. yeah. I think just listening to Bill talk is like, okay, it's, it's college basketball history and, and intelligence one-on-one it's, it's the top of the top. But I think that this is interesting because Listening to Bill Self have no idea what BYU's players' names are. <laughs> he knows what positions they are. He knows what they play. That's that's one thing to listen to in this cut. But he's asked about BYU's system sustainability. And here's what Bill Self had to say. Bill, as a, as a long-time coach in this profession, how sustainable is BYU's style of play moving forward in the Big 12? The reliance on the three-point shooter. Oh no, 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 it's great style. It's it's you know it, it, it it's NBA style. You know, uh, uh, it it won't be as good if you don't have guys that can shoot. You know, but as long as they keep recruiting guys that can shoot, uh, uh, and I don't know how many guys they'll lose. I don't. You, you know, you, I'm sure you know their personnel. Uh, probably Jackson Robinson would be the big one. Yeah, I think he's good. Yeah, you know. Uh, uh, He's really good, but his aunt was probably even better, you know, Crystal. So, so she's the best player ever out of Oklahoma. So, uh, but they're, as long as they got this personnel and, and, and uh, you know, even though, you know, he didn't play a lot tonight, uh, uh, big fella, but he's as good a passer as there is in America. And, and, and even though, if, if, I don't want to pronounce the name, but Trey Orr, to me, was their most effective player. He scored six points. Because he, he he put in more created more confusion off uh, off of ball screens and, and dumping in uh, they they scored some threes when we went to help on him and stuff like that so uh, uh, I, I I think his style is great I think it's very sustainable. So there you go, great stuff from Bill Self. I just was more fascinated with his presser than anything else in the post game. Wanted yeah. to play some of those comments because I think it was home for BYU fans. Hands and Scotty, uh, we'll shift. We'll talk a little Utah State. Great Osborne is going to join us coming up next uh, as we're live here in studios. We get the band back together again. And what better way than to talk to our good buddy Jake, hanging out from Advanced Windows. How are you, man? Hey, I'm Jake. great. It's good to be back. Oh, it's good to it's see good your, to, good to see your yeah, face. Good to see yours. It's, last time we were here, 
Uh, Scotty, you were in Laramie. Yes. You were on vacation in Laramie. Oh, yeah, Wyoming. because that's I, I own some rental <laughs> yeah. uh, vacation property in Laramie. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. He's gonna a, bunch, a bunch of Airbnbs. People yeah. are dying to get it's, out there. That's the spot. He's yeah. going to trick a bunch of grizzlies and set them out there and charge people to come yeah. look at them <laughs> on his property. <laughs> yeah. Build his own bear world. <laughs> then, then he doesn't have to pay <laughs> his own entry fees. That sounds about right. Hey, uh, <laughs> you know what? People thought spring was here, and then winter hits again. <laughs> you get the snow, you get the wind, and people are like, man, these windows, I feel that breeze it's, just blowing right through it. Let's get it squared away, it's man. It's that up and down from the weather, the heat, the cold. That's, it. I say the issue, that's a great thing about Utah is that we get the four seasons, but it's a quick reminder to you that like your home can heat up quickly and it can cool down very quickly. And if you don't have good windows in there and you don't have that energy efficiency that you're looking for, you're going to be paying for it. With the, from the bills, but also your personal, the way you're feeling inside your house, your comfort. I really want to reach out to the listener that needs a that has a customized issue. Yeah. If you've got a window that's a weird shape, or you've got a broken window that's got a specific frame color, or just understand that advanced windows can specify down to the very small details. What was it, an eighth of an inch? Yeah. When you're talking about building those windows into certain frames. You guys can do it all. Yeah, everything that we do is custom. We don't have anything like standard sizing. It's all custom sizing. And so it's if you have like a small round window in your home, surprising, a lot of homes have that. Or that, that octagon, uh, whatever it is you have, we can do for you. And if it's just like you, you're wanting a specific grid pattern, if you give us a call today, you're going to get a hold of Jeremy. And Jeremy will be able to come out to your house in the next day or two. And he'll talk you through all of these options. He'll help you kind of design the the windows of your dreams put it that way the and you'll he will leave and you'll have a, an understanding and a vision of how your home can be transformed great financing options uh normally we do $2500 off yeah $2500 off uh today it's great we're here we're here every time we're here we like giving your listeners that opportunity to save a little bit more if they call today and get on the schedule today so we're going to bump it up to the $3,000 off, nice. 10 or more windows. Nice. Uh, so we'll give you an additional $500 off those 10 windows. If you if you call, get on the schedule today, and you'll, you'll get again, you'll get a hold of Jeremy. And that, that phone number is 801-850-9100. Again, 801-850-9100, and uh, you'll be speaking with Jeremy. Again, $3,000 off. That's $3,000 off. Normally it's $2,500, but today it's $3,000 off. 801-850-9100. Call right now. It's Or you can go to advancedwindows.com, but call Jeremy right now. Just call the number, 801-850-9100. Jake and the crew blowing it out today right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Download the KSL Sports app to get live streaming of your favorite shows. Downloading. Download the latest podcasts and get all the latest breaking news on the teams you can't live without. Everything you need delivered right to your phone. Let's go get them where we can get them. Just search KSL Sports on your app store of choice. Download it now. The KSL Sports app presented by University of Utah Health. Looking for the latest on the Jazz, Utes, Cougars, and Aggies? Yeah. We've got you covered. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5 The Sports Zone. Hans and Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Nothing like calling a game last night in Fresno, catching a 6 a.m. flight. So I can be back here in studio with my guys, talking a lot of college basketball. And joining us now, I believe you guys are still in Fresno, about ready to catch a plane and get back. Great Osborne, kind enough to join us. Great. How you doing, man? What's up? Great. 
I'm, do, I'm doing good, man. Yeah, we're for sure. We're in the airport right now, actually. So, yeah, just getting ready to get back. You guys, man, you just find ways to win, whether it's UNLV, Boise, last night against Fresno. You're down three late. You're down four coming down the stretch. But there's just no panic with you guys. What is it about this squad that allows you to keep finding ways to pull off these miraculous wins? I feel like we believe. I feel like we, we're so together, so tight as a team, that even when – even when stuff doesn't look like it's going to go good, like we just stay together and, you know, the cardiac agues back at it. You know, we're ready. We always act this. <laughs> you got the, the cardiac Aggies with the Utah State basketball team now because there was a cardiac Aggies with the football team too, great, just a couple of years really? ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Blake Anderson's first year was just – it was just heart race after heart race, but – you know, you're you're in a big season here with Utah State and coming from, I believe it was Montana State. Just take us through this team chemistry and the fun and enjoyment that you're getting out of this year in comparison to the years before this. I mean, I love Montana State. Like it was a it was an amazing place for me to start my college career and uh, the environment and everything. But like playing in Logan, playing for Utah State has been mind blowing for me. I've been a an insane experience so far and I'm really happy I made the decision to come here like I didn't want to leave but like I didn't want to leave but like after but like after I spent like a month here I was like okay it was the right decision for me so I want to go through that last play I had a chance to chat with Darius after the game last night on our post game show but you know that Fresno State at least their coach mentioned it in his post game that he was telling his guys to foul. When you're up three with under, you know, six or seven seconds left, you know, the, the goal is to foul so you don't get the three off. But Darius said that you came out, set that high screen, which gave him a little bit of space, and then he was able to shoot the three. Tie, kind of walk us through what you saw out there and how important that was to set that screen so you gave him some space to get that shot that ultimately sent it into OT. So, obviously, I know in that situation, you're up three. The smart thing is to foul. So, I was waiting for the guy to foul. But then, after he DB dribbled up two, three, four dribbles, the guy hadn't fouled him yet. I was like, oh, I need to take him out so DB can take a shot. So, I was planted there for a while. And the guy and DB ran him off me. And then DB got a good look. I was like, hey, I'm, I'm living with that. And then, obviously, I have to do my job, go crash the glass. But I seen the bank in. I was like, DB back at it again, man. He's big time. It's pretty incredible. He goes 100% from three last night, two of two, and obviously the big one there to tie it up. When it left his hands, what were your thoughts, Great, Did you know it was going to sink? I mean, the guy jumped. So at first I thought maybe they were going to get – it was going to get some contact. Maybe we were going to get um, a call, like a, like some free throws. Um, but then after, after the guy didn't, – they didn't call no foul and he shot it. I was like, this looks good. And even if it missed, I feel like I was going to be able to get a, a rebound and then get it out. But then we did what he did, and that went in. Thank you very much. Did you uh, did you hear him call bank? No, I didn't. I didn't hear DB call back, but he called game though. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys get into overtime, and then talk to us about the mindset. You get into overtime, you're on the road. You 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 had put in a total of 41 minutes. Brown put in 44 minutes, but talk about kind of engaging in overtime and what your mentality was once that that hit. 
So obviously we let it slip a little bit at the end of the second half. But we knew as a team that once it got to overtime, you have to revert back to your habits that you work on in the summer and stuff. And we knew we just had to lock in. We had our whole team telling us, hey, it's time. And then we handled business. Um, there, You had... I, you know, I'm calling the game, and I'm thinking after the first five or six minutes, I'm thinking, great's going to have 40 points tonight. Like, there was no answer for you in the, in the post, and yet they were able to change things up defensively and really deny you and deny those entry passes. How hard is that for you guys to adjust? Because obviously, when you have single coverage and you're in the blocks, there's not many people in the country that can guard you one-on-one without bringing the double. So... How creative are you guys having to be to try to get you opportunities in the post and get those passes into you? Um, it's, big, it's a big credit to our coaching staff. Like obviously, as you just mentioned, one-on-one single coverage. I I like my chances against anyone pretty much, you know. But our team does a great job of when teams start to deny in front and double. They do a better. They do a good job of showing that everyone's players here. Everyone can do something like. And that's something I need to get better at. Like, like, like I didn't touch the ball for a while. I need to find ways now to try and stay in the game, not force it, you know. And I think I'm doing a lot, a better job of that. Like last game with my assists or rebound, and like, I think I'm improving. But that's something that we improve on every game, you know. So now you guys got an Air Force team that you know you you would think should be beatable, but an Air Force team that went in and got a win against New Mexico a few days ago, um, a dangerous Air Force team, I guess I'd call it. Like, what, what type of mentality do you take uh, when you're seeing this Air Force game or this Air Force team coming up here in a couple of days? Hey, you can't you can't take Air Force for granted. Like, as you can see, like, they can beat anyone. They just went to the pit and did their thing against a very good New Mexico team at the pit who don't lose that a lot. So we're gonna be locked in. We're gonna be locked in, and um, we're gonna be locked in and be ready to go. Cause obviously we we're grateful we're able to learn from a win, but that easily could have been a loss last night. So we're just gonna lock in today, watch some film, and be ready for Air Force. Don't take anyone for granted. So it, it, this is why I I love talking to Coach. I love talking to you. I love talking to Darius. Cause you guys are really transparent. And you just. You know, you, you don't you just tell tell it how it is. And I was watching you guys walk off the court last night. There wasn't really any celebrating when you guys walked off. It almost felt like you guys were treating it like you lost the game. And I brought that up to Darius and he's like, no, no, we're always happy when we win. It's just we realized that we played way down below what we're capable of doing. Is that a bit of a wake-up call for you guys, knowing that you you, you, you kind of stole one last night and knowing that if you don't play your best basketball, you can lose to anybody in the conference? Absolutely. Like, this is the Mountain West Conference. Anyone can be anyone. And one thing we, we kept talking about is we don't want to be in no regrets. Like, we don't want to get to the end of the season and be like, wow, we should have won that game. Our friends know that we had it right there. So... Obviously, it's hard to win in Division One basketball. It's hard to win a lot of games here. So every game we'll take them, take them how we get them. But as Coach always says, it's better to learn on that win than learn on the loss. So we're going to learn from what we did, and then be ready for Friday. Yeah, what is Coach Sprinkle like? Is he is he just an overly serious individual, or great? Does he does he joke around a little bit, like during practice or road trips, or is he just always serious? 
No, he's no. He's a. He has. I'd say he has two personalities. He's he's different as Coach Sprinkle, and he's different as just Sprinks. <laughs> <laughs> What's when, when, what, if it's co- if you get Coach Sprinkle, you gotta lock in. You don't you don't play around on that. But then after practice, that's Sprinks. That's Sprinks. Yeah, there, there's. He coaches you dudes hard, man. There's no doubt. Watching watching him get after you guys, uh, and then also watching him relax and have a good time. It's it's kind of fun seeing both sides of that. But I, I think you respond well. I think his team responds well. You guys know when it's time for business and know when it's time to uh, have some fun. But when you're down and you got three games left, and it's it's hard to keep yourself physically and mentally going. What is it? What is it going to take to make sure you guys finish this thing strong and and go into uh, Vegas as the number one seed? It takes leadership, uh, especially someone like me and DB. Like I've I've won two championships now. DB's won a championship last year. We know what it takes, so we just need to stay focused in games in all the games. Like we can't take no game for granted. We can't look ahead. We know what's at stake, and we need to take that responsibility to make sure we take that point across to everyone. Hey, great. I wanted to ask you a little bit about Josh Adugia because, you know, he's this guy that's averaging whatever it is, 17, 18, 19 minutes a game. And he plays 42 minutes last night and gives you fantastic minutes, great effort, 15 points and and and, a, and some uh, some shots at the free throw line. Talk about his game, what he meant to that win and why we saw a big boost in minutes for Adugia. Um, Josh is big time. Like he's always ready, you know. Uh, he has games where he might do, he might he might be amazing, and there's other games where he might be a little bit more quiet. But no, no, hold on. Okay, uh, hold on. I'll just go back there. Can I do that? Okay, wait, hold on. Can I be? I need one minute. Oh, possible. Thirty you... seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's give you a minute. Yeah, give me 30 seconds. I'm just going to Yeah, no that. worries. That yeah, sounds great. Great. Great awesome board joining us. Utah State gets the win last night. These guys going through the airport, getting ready to come back. And uh, I just said it sounds great, great. And, and Lloyd's upset. I know. About I, know. I see. I was just going to let it go. I, I know. Don't you dare. Don't play the car. just fine let's just let him go let him breathe fine hey i i was just asking great about josh aduja can you kind of yeah josh is a uh, in fact they put him in the uh, starting lineup last night yeah i saw that isaac and, and was isaac, on the bench. isaac came off the bench and a lot of it was just matchup because uh new or fresno state had a lot of injuries to their bigs and so they were going to a smaller lineup so okay. utah state went a little smaller to match that um, but so that was scheme, just it, it was schematic matchups and scheme, and yeah, and it's but, not that Isaac's done anything. No, no, and Isaac's still a tremendous player, and 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 played you know a big role, had a big three in that game uh, in the second half as well. So he'll still be a big part. I don't think that's the lineup they'll go going forward, but they might stick with it. Who knows? Uh, he's just a good versatile player. Had a huge bucket in overtime too. Big boy turnaround jumper in the paint. Yeah. And uh, when Utah State really needed a bucket, so I like Josh. Good guy, works his tail off, uh, does all the right things. Um, you'd like the three ball to fall a little bit better for him. Uh, he's had some struggles. He did make two last night. But if he gets that consistent outside shot going, whew, watch out. Absolutely watch out. Great Osborne joining us. Uh, one final thing before we let you go and hop on that plane and get back to Logan. 
Um, when you look overall at the landscape of the Mountain West Conference and you see how crazy the games are, UNLV almost lost to Wyoming. San Diego State nearly lost at home last night to San Jose State. Uh, you guys are competitive. This conference is crazy. Uh, just how much fun are you having playing in this conference? Man, this playing in the Mountain West is so fun. Like every game, this we were talking about it. Me and the were talking about it, and it's like a gauntlet. Like you, you don't know what to expect in this conference. Everyone can beat everyone. The top teams are really good. It's just fun, you know. Like you, you have to bring your A game off. You're gonna get shown up, and it shows. Like anyone is capable of beating the top teams, and all the top teams are just beating each other up. And then you can even see with the records, like from second to seventh place, is like one game back. So it's fun, man. I'm loving it. Hey, uh, before I let you go, I'd be remiss. Uh, I didn't have a chance to talk to Coach about it last night, but uh, you left the game a little bit. Uh, I think every Aggie fan was on pins and needles until you checked back into the game. You feeling okay? Yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. Uh, cramps, cramps are never fun, So, but as far as injuries go, cramps are minor, you know, so I'm fine. Okay, so no, no, no injury, you just cramped up a bit. Yes, sir. I was just cramping up. I don't know. I don't know why. I probably didn't drink enough water. I'll be all right. <laughs> you gotta get that pickle juice in you, man. Hey, yes, hey, 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 great. Have you seen a a fan base like you get in the spectrum on the road at all? Absolutely. Ah, uh, no. Uh, maybe Colorado State was good, uh, and obviously the pit's always loud. But I think we have the best one. No doubt about it. Great. Safe travels back. We'll uh, we'll see you coming up on Friday, man. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you guys. There he is. Great awesome boy. Right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports. Another big win for Utah State last night, pushing it to overtime in Fresno, getting the win in overtime. Great putting in a bunch of minutes. Oh, was he at 44 minutes? Yeah. 41 minutes. 41 minutes, yeah. yeah he played great. Brown had. Car crash. Yeah, car crash. Brown had 44 minutes. Aduja had 42 minutes. This guy's. I, I just thought it was interesting in a game like that. You know, when you're going to overtime, and I'm just looking at the bench. Five total points for the bench. You put oh, yeah, all your weight. Yeah, they're tightening up that rotation. Even in overtime, even with a starter that you move to the bench. Yeah. All right, Hans and Scotty, what you may have missed coming up next. Uh, we got a busy, busy show uh, for you. Uh, Kurt Heelan will join us at 105. Mark Durant, fresh off that victory in Lawrence, Kansas. He'll join us at 205. Again, one of our favorite people on the planet as well with him. Always good chatting with him. It's all straight ahead. 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. This is this is DJ and PK. Joined now by the Hall of Famer Steve Young. I heard Boomer Sison make a statement that he feels like if Zach Wilson went and spent a year or two with Andy Reid, that he would be able to blossom as far as being an NFL quarterback. What is your response to that? Quarterbacks thrive with support. You'd think there'd be so many organizations that figured this out, and they just haven't. Zach is responsible for Zach's problems. Zach has to own that. No matter what, I think it's important that you say that and then make the change. But I really believe of all the places that Zach could go to, my spot would go to Sean McVay and behind Matthew Stafford because I think it's a spot where he could really understand the position, really get coached in a way that could be really profitable to him and still could see the field in the near term because Matthew's probably not going to play forever. 
Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 to 10. Presented by Murdoch Hyundai, Utah's number one Hyundai dealer for 16 years in a row. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Miss any part of the show? Every moment of every show is available in podcast form by searching Hanson Scotty on your favorite podcasting platform or online at kslsports.com. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. kids out there I tell my kids this all the time and I don't know what our demos look like from age 14 to 19 right now or 14 to 21 but can I just can Hans and I just give you a little life advice right now you're dealing with a generation that is starting to be and I'm broad brushing here a little bit but a little bit on the lazy side, right? You want to be successful, you don't have to be the most talented. Hans and I, I don't think we're the most talented. I mean, I, I'm, you are. I definitely know I'm not a overly talented radio host, but you know what? We show up and we work our tails off. Mm-hmm. And that's three-fourths of the battle right there. I tell my kids this all the time. Like, if you just show up and you outwork your competition, you'll be fine. That's it. You'll be great because you know what employees want? They want people to just show up every day. Care factor. Show and some you, hustle. You show some hustle. You show you're willing to grind a little bit. Show your employer that you've got a high care factor. Like, I want to be here. Yeah. I want to work. I want to earn it. And you mean, will climb the ranks. I mean, we joke about the fact we don't take sick days because this job's not that hard. I mean, in terms of being able to of the physical exertion that goes into it. And it's a fun job. It's, if you put in the work, it's highly enjoyable. We're talking sports. So, you know what? We are lucky. But you know what? You show up every single day. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. Be available. Be present. If you show up every day, you do quality work, you have a care factor, you don't need to be the most talented person out there. Nope. Just bust your butt. You could own the world right now. Oh, absolutely. The world is there for the taking. An ambitious young person right yes. now. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Because your competition is not much because everybody's like, well, you know, I need to prioritize me a little bit. And blah, blah. No. If you've got the work ethic. When you're, you're in your 20s, it. you don't prioritize you. You prioritize your success. You got your 30s and 40s and 50s to prioritize you. You work your tail off now, and you can own whatever you want to own. You yeah. can do whatever you want to do. It doesn't do. matter who you are out there. You will pass all these kids that are yeah. being lazy. Yeah, and not just kids, too. Adults. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure we're going to get all this negative feedback like, hey, that's the kind of mentality that, okay, now f- stop it. whatever, stop it. 
That's because you're a loser. Just outwork the competition. That's yeah. it. I tell you, it's so it's not that hard. You know what? Here's the thing, and and like Nate and Jake for advanced windows, and Jake's hanging out with us. You know where Nate is right now? Because Nate highly one of the greatest youth of all time. Mm-hmm. Sack records right and left. Big time played draft in the pick. NFL. Big time draft pick. Big time draft pick. I won't say that. I mean, I won't make him say this, but you know what? He probably did pretty well for himself mm-hmm. in the league when it comes to Chetta. But yeah, you know where he's at right now? He's on an install job. Yeah, it's awesome. Because he's working his tail off. I'm telling you, all you kids out there. He cares about the details. He cares about the details. He cares about making sure the job gets done right. Here's a guy that could just sit at home watching TV, calling Jake, like, hey, man, how do we do today? All right, well, uh, call me tomorrow. Let me know how we did. I'm going to be, by the way, I got that cruise, that three-week cruise coming up. So, uh, you know, I'm going to be out of touch for a while. He doesn't do it. He doesn't do that. And Jake doesn't do that. That's why you guys are successful at Advanced Windows. That is, like, something that we both pride ourselves in is, like, the hard work. And you hear kind of, like, younger generation. And I'm not old by any means, but, but like, the work is necessary. And it's, like, you you have to put your time in to be successful in anything you're doing. And, like, I I look at, like, when we came into Advanced Windows, Nate immediately, it's, like, he gets his hands dirty. He and ratcheted like, it oh up. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Like that, he knows how to work. And it's like from early mornings to late nights, anything from looking at spreadsheet accounting stuff to he's out installing windows. And that's where he is right now. He's gonna be here. He'll, he's coming straight from that job to here. He's probably gonna be dirty. Like he, it's a nonstop. Well, I I kind of selfishly and and intentionally want to keep you guys busy. Yeah. So I just I want our listeners to call. Yes. And it, it, if for any other reason, have advanced windows come out and give you a full audit. Yes. Just take a look at the windows you currently have and say, oh, yeah, these metal frames, those are so 1970s and it's just killing you with your heating bill. Yeah. Or, oh, man, that's a single pane. Or, oh, the condensation in between and how oh, we got problems and leaks here. By the way, nothing fake, nothing false, no. just all front and forward information, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and who you'd call if you call right now, uh, you'll get a hold of Jeremy. Jeremy has been with Advanced for over twenty years. He I don't had, think he we've said. Everything. I don't think we brought up Jeremy's Jeremy, name. What? Because he's not the athlete. Yeah. yeah no. Jer- and he's not the teddy bear. No. Jeremy is. Uh, I want to call him like the window guru. Okay. Like, that's really like legitimately what he is. He's he has installed windows for over twenty years, and now he's on like he's now more into like where he is informing people he can get into your house and he can tell you everything about your window from how it was installed to the product how old it is like he can down to the nails that were used that to were used, put it yes. in place yes yeah. he is a he knows his stuff and really you talk about that audit have jeremy just come out to your house you might have windows that are seven to ten years old but you're feeling that draft and it's a builder grade window that's just like falling apart. They're not built to last. And that's what we offer in our product is something that is built to last a lifetime. 801-850-9100. Call Jeremy. Get a hold 850-9100. Dial that number now. 850-9100. $3,000 off. If you do decide to get windows, which it'll be low pressure, you'll get the estimate when Jeremy comes out. Yep. You're going to be able to take off $3,000, That's right? exactly right. There's, there will be no pressure. You'll be informed. And we want to educate our customers on what they currently have and what they would be buying. It's really simple. All you have to do is go to advancedwindows.com. But better yet, we want you to call Jeremy right now 
801-850-9100. Say, Jeremy, I hear you're the rain man of Windows. Yes. So The rain call, man of Windows. Yes. Call 801-850-9100. He's going to take care of you. You're going to get $3,000 off when you swap out 10 windows or more. You got the financing options available. Uh, I mean, I'm telling you, you guys want so desperately for people to get into these windows that you're willing to take, you know, 0% for... You know what? Two years. I yeah. mean, it, it's a crazy. The, no payment, the, no interest for two years. The packages mm-hmm. you can put together to make sure people get in those windows right now, and you can have those installed in what eight to ten weeks. Yeah, eight to ten weeks. Uh, d- definitely Aragon glass. Yeah. Definitely, de- definitely, definitely Aragon gas. Yes, yes. <laughs> Look at you. Is it Aragon? Is that Aragon? Aragon. Yeah, definitely Aragon gas. Yeah. Hands and Scotty, ninety-seven-five, the KSL Sports Zone.